Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hello. So as usual, I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Miss Kate Sitars, and she and I are joined by the very fabulous Porva Misra Miller. Uh, we are very excited to dig into her story, dig into her copywriting journey, what she has done with copywriting, also where she's living right now. Uh, <laughs> it's really exciting, and I think you guys are going to love it. So Porva, welcome. Hi. Thank Hello. you so much for having me. I'm, I'm having a bit of a fangirl moment right now. So, <laughs> well, it's we so are nice too. To you guys. We I, are too. Fan, yeah. <laughs> Once we, we <laughs> read about your story and the group and then started digging in a little bit more, um, we couldn't wait to talk to you. So, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Um, so, Going all the way back to to 2020, um, mm -hmm. let's kind of start there with where your copywriting journey began. So in 2020, um, which is a year I think all of us are uh, keen to forget, I was working in corporate marketing for a big multinational consulting firm, and. Of course, when the pandemic hit, there were layoffs at our firm and my job was one of the ones that was axed because I was the first one in first to kind of go. And uh, after sort of the panic settled, I had this moment where I was like, this is an incredible opportunity for me to look at something that I've always wanted to do. So I took some time. I've always been a writer. I've loved, I love writing. I have, I've had multiple, I guess, failed blogs that are now probably somewhere on the internet. If you <laughs> type my name from like 2008 or 2012. Um, but, uh, but I, I thought that this would be something, some, I wanted to do something with writing and copyright 
writing is something that has always appealed to me because as a marketer, I've always kind of had that creativity and that, that desire to do something a bit more. Um, and I started reading a lot of books about copywriting and researching. And of course, your beautiful course came up and it was the only course I have ever paid for to date. And I think it was so worth the investment because it was what was, it was what launched this journey and what launched this career. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of where I got started. That's great. So what were, what were your kind of initial plans as you started to get into, did you have any initial plans? I didn't have any initial plans. My husband was still working and his, uh, his sort of advice to me was like, you know what, this is a great time for you to become a better dog owner, uh, you know, a better homeowner, like starting doing some other things that you have, you know, you don't get time to do. Um, and I would take my dog for these long walks and I would listen to a lot of podcasts about copywriting and I would listen to um, just, you know, podcasts about entrepreneurship. And one of the things that really struck me was it seemed like a paradigm shift was already happening where a lot of people were starting to feel a bit disenchanted with their work, with the lives they were living. And this pandemic had sort of awakened that feeling. Um, and I, I've always believed that if you are early to something, you want to think about something that you can do that may not make you the most money right away when you start, but has the potential to make you the most money over the course of your career. And the reality is when you're working in a job, you're always at the mercy of your employer, the raises they're willing to give you, the budgets that they have. And so I decided that I wanted to work for myself and what could I do? Well, I'm a writer, I'm good at writing. So what is something I can do with that? And that's kind of what kickstarted the idea around copywriting and yeah, went from there. Yay, amazing. Um, well, and I, you have taken it to a an extra special level, I guess maybe an extra special, but uh, to to another level, even beyond what I think a lot of people getting into copywriting are thinking about. They're thinking about, oh, mm -hmm. you know, I want to be I want to be freelance or you know maybe a full time job, but I want to do it full time mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. have a roster of clients and do my one to one work. Um, right. But you've taken it to another level beyond that. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. So uh, kind of towards the uh, end, well, mid 2020, when I was actually doing the course, it kind of created the spark that, you know, this is something that I could really do. And because I had a background in marketing, I'd worked with agencies. I was a bit familiar with how I could potentially get that set up. Um, at the same time, my husband was starting to feel very disillusioned and disenchanted with his work. And he became sort of an early adopter of the great resignation and quit his job. And, and we sat down, had a meeting and talked about maybe starting our own agency where he would do operations and I would be more of the creative because he's sort of the the you know, analytical budgets, accounting, you, you always need someone like that in your, in your corner. And, uh, and 
when we started to think about it, we live in Toronto, which is a very, very expensive city to live in. And um, we owned a home and, you know, we kind of had a very typical life of two professionals. And we said, you know, this is a great time to try something that we've never done before that we've always wanted to do. What if we just sold our house, put a lot of our stuff away in storage, sold a bunch of it and, and went somewhere amazing. And so my husband's like, okay, so where would we go? And I was watching this show on Netflix with Zac Efron. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's called Down to Earth. And literally the episode I was on was the one where he's in Costa Rica. And I said, well, I don't know, maybe Costa Rica looks pretty there. And from that moment, we started researching Costa Rica. We had a short list of places we really wanted to go to, but we started Costa Rica and we just really loved everything we heard and read about it. And from the day we decided that we were going to do it, we were out in seven months and in Costa Rica with our dog, with, with a home rented and everything and with our agency set up and ready to just go. That's amazing. So cool. <laughs> that is amazing. It was definitely one of those. This is either a really good idea or a really bad idea. And we won't know till we do it. So yeah. Well, and I know some people are hearing this and probably like, how, how do you do it? Like logistically, what are some of the things that you learned or tips that you would give people to say, okay, if you want to up and go, you know, whether it's a seven month timeline, maybe a little more for some people, depending, um, Mm -hmm. what walk us through some of the logistics of that. So, uh, I definitely think, uh, research is really key and I don't know how people did this 30 years ago without the internet, because, I was addicted to YouTube and to podcasts and to just reading about Costa Rica. I had things plotted out on my maps about like grocery stores that were close to where we were going to live and car rentals and hospitals and everything so that we kind of know what we were getting into. But at the same time, I think that you kind of need to let go of expectations because when you move to a place like this, it's very different from, you know, where you're coming from. You're not going to have the same conveniences. Um, One of the things we heard a lot about was that if you like peanut butter, don't move to Costa Rica because peanut butter is $20 for, for, uh, for one of the, the cheaper brands. So we're like, okay, so there's going to be things that we're going to have to give up. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but I would say that, you know, you need to, you need to kind of go in with an open mind and an open heart and expect and anticipate difficulty because it's going to happen. You're going to have discomfort. You're going to have bugs in your home. You're going to have power outages. You're, you know, you're going to have these things that you will eventually either learn to live with or find ways to overcome. But Uh, But I think a lot of people initially need to go in with that open mind. So I would say that's, that's something to definitely think about. And the second one is, of course, when you're starting your own business and you're taking a drastic step like this, have a little bit of a financial plan so that you give yourself some room and and a window where you can take time to figure things out, because not everything's going to run immediately. You're not going to get 
clients necessarily as quickly as you thought you're going to get them. And so it's it's probably a good idea to have a little bit of uh, give yourself a little bit of breathing room. And and we had a bit of a financial plan going in and we knew how much time we had before we absolutely needed to either make it work or figure something else out. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and not to skip to the end by any means, because I still have a ton more questions about living and working in Costa Rica, <laughs> but in terms of making it work versus having to figure something else out, you really have made it work. Um, as much as you are <laughs> able, willing to share, um, how, how has this agency life been turning out for you? I love agency life. It's it's been amazing. I um I got my first client actually when I was still in Canada. So that really helped kind of it gave me that confidence to know that, you know, someone wanted to buy what I was selling, someone liked my work. It was a CBD company from California, which was really cool, which was a fun first client to work on as well and they had very cool branding and they hired me for their website copy and their product descriptions, their email sequences. So I spent about six months working on those projects and their sales pages. And it was, and it worked out really well. And I, it, for a first client, I got paid very well because their products started selling. Um, and that was, that was good to know. It was, it was not necessarily a very high sum of money, but it was more than I was expecting to make with a first client. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it was a good proof of concept. So once that happened, and once my husband kind of quit and came into the came into the back end to take a lot of the the administrative work off of me, I was able to really focus on getting clients, working with the clients that I wanted to work with, and also just staying open to different experiences within the agency. And so I did a little bit of content and I did copywriting and those kind of built into this content strategy and copywriting agency, which we now are. And you've had just continued to land clients since then, right? Yeah. So one of the things I, I've uh, found to be really, really helpful uh, in getting clients is LinkedIn. I think a lot of people are, uh, you know, I, 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 I had a couple of different strategies. LinkedIn is a more recent funnel that I've been using to land more corporate clients because that's where people live. And I think it's really important to think about the kind of clients you want and who and where where they are and then go there and start networking or reaching out or sending your portfolio to the to those people. So lately I've been using LinkedIn, but when I first started, I took a lot of pages out of the course book. Nikki, that's how I got my first client was I went on their website, I saw their product descriptions, I saw their names and they were, they were, they were good, but I was like, we can do better. And so I pulled them out and I reworked them and I rewrote them and I went into Canva and I redesigned some of the things that they had and said, what if it was something like this? And then within a week, we were in conversations about what we could do. I love that. Good for you. Good for Thank you. you. Thank amazing. you. It was, it's re, it's really, you have really good tips. You have really good advice. And especially I think for people like myself who are not 
sales focused or don't have a sales background, I know that makes a lot of people very uncomfortable to pitch. Um, but I think when you're showing value, that's one of the, that's one of the areas where people really want and need help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sales is sales makes people uncomfortable. And the thing is, is that you can effectively sell without being salesy or without being pushy. And it sounds like, it sounds like you've really mastered that. So good for you. Thank you. It's a, it's a learning. It's a learning. I'm, I'm still, I'm still the one, you know, kind of pinching my husband when we're on zoom calls, but he's trying to quote people. And I'm like, no, don't quote that high. We're not going to get the client. And he's like, I should quote that high. We need to make money. So it's, it's, it's a fine line where it's like, you should get paid for your work, but also, you know, I'm still, I'm still working on on becoming better at, at asking for money and asking to be paid for the work that I'm doing fairly and, and highly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's something that that we all keep working through. The more mm-hmm. success we experience and the higher our rate should be, yes. then we get to that point where we're like, oh, that should be my rate, but I haven't asked for that yet. Or I haven't accepted that that should be my rate. Yeah, it, exactly. it continues to be a challenge, a good challenge, but it's a challenge. Yeah, it is a challenge. Definitely. I'm curious. I know we're switching gears again. My mind is, I'm just like in Costa Rica <laughs> in my mind right now. <laughs> I've never been there, but I'm there. <laughs> um, are they one of the, the countries that I remember during the, it might've been during the pandemic where it's like, come work, work here. Like how would like visa wise or whatever, what, what was that like? Yeah, so that was one of the reasons Costa Rica appealed to us is you can actually, they're very, very easy to live and work from. So they are open to you coming in and working online, wherever, whichever country you're coming from. They don't double tax you. So we don't pay taxes in Costa Rica. We pay business taxes in Canada and our entire agency is set up in Canada all the administration and so we have clients from Canada and the United States and it actually works out perfectly now you're only allowed to stay in Costa Rica for three months at a time we it's called a border run and a lot of people do this where you kind of cross the border for a day go into Nicaragua go to Mexico take a flight to South America, you know, just huh. a little mini vacation every, yeah. every three oh, months. Oh, I have to go to Mexico tomorrow. Oh no. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you come back in and you, and you get stamped for another 90 days. Um, so you that's how that peanut butter back, right? You and just... bring that peanut butter back and, and get all your, you know, get all your shopping, little shopping mm-hmm. done that you, things that you can't get there. But, uh, but that's how we've been doing it. And, um, And we've actually managed to even get some, we got some clients in Costa Rica. So tourism is a big agency, is a a big uh, industry there. And I think the internet was a bit late to come to Costa Rica. So (laughs) things are a little bit, you know, they're they're catching up, but, but people are realizing now more and more the power of social media because a lot of influencers have moved there and, and work there and there's a lot more digital nomads. And so we got um, some work from smaller boutique hotels in the area to do uh, Facebook ads and to do the copy and to do Instagram ads. So that was a pretty neat experience because that was something I hadn't done before. That's very cool. Yeah. 
And have you been able to kind of develop a, a community, a network down there, or are you still in the process of building that? No, we were very lucky. So uh, our first uh, our first day, we ended up the, the day we landed. We were in an apartment, and we were like, "Okay, this is this is not going to work. <laughs> we need to find something better." And it's weird. I, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a the universe will provide kind of person. I'm very practical. I think you know you have to do things for things to work out, but. Um, we were like, you know, we, we put our luggage down. We need to go to the beach. We need to see what we came here for. We need to remind ourselves of, of this. And as we stepped out, we ran into this couple, this elderly couple that were that are from Canada. They're French Canadian. And we're like, hey, we're looking for the beach. How do we get there? And they're like, come walk with us. We'll, we'll take you. And so we got in. We started chit chatting with them a couple. A couple of days later, we run into them again and they're like, hey, are you guys looking for a place to live? Like, what's your situation? <laughs> so we're like, yes, absolutely. We really need a, a new apartment. And they're like, well, we have a, a beautiful apartment on our property if you want to come check it out. And we went over and they had a pool and they have this gorgeous property and they have an apartment and we loved it. And so we were like, yep, we'll, we'll take it. And, and we did. And through that, they own, they own a hotel in Costa Rica near where we live. And through that and going to the hotel and meeting people, we started to develop a community. And also we started doing yoga and that was where we met a lot of our current friends and, and people that we, that we spent a lot of time with. And uh, yeah, I would say we have a pretty good group of friends, a pretty close group of friends. We're in a little bit of a retirement community. So a lot of people are, are older. <laughs> so every time there's a new person, a new young person that comes to the area, we like seek them out and they seek us out. And they're like, let's be friends because we're the only people under 35 here. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah, so, it. so that's what it's been, but it's it's been good. It's been good. It's been, there's been hard times and there's been wonderful times like anything. And it's, it's working out so far. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, what do you have? What's next in mind? Are you just enjoying the time there? What, what is, what are your goals, both copywriting, but where you're location wise? All of it. <laughs> so, um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, I, yeah, that's, that's a good question. My, my day-to-day -day changes right before, uh, I, we got on this call, uh, I got on this call, we had a a client call where we've been working on them on this on a campaign rollout and as of yesterday the priorities were all one thing and as of this morning they're completely different so my husband and I had to get on this call this morning and we were in a little bit of a oh my gosh we're it's a good problem to have because of course we've been in times where work's been slow where you're trying to get clients and suddenly we got this deliverable dump of work that they need done. And we're like, I don't, we're two people. How are we going to even, how are we even going to do this? But it's, it's a good problem to have when you have too much work. And so I think next steps are just go back to Costa Rica and try and, you know, try and not work as much as we we probably need to and also get out to the beach because that was one of the things we learned was that 
you can take your habits with you. You can take your, your work habits with you. It's very easy to fall into the trap of, you know, 16 hour days and then not going to the beach. And we moved to Costa Rica so we could work a normal amount of time and work, you know, four or five hours a day and also enjoy our life. And, and that I think is, is always a challenge for new entrepreneurs balancing kind of the life that you want to live versus the business that you want to build. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking about growing, about bringing on some writers to outsource to? What do you pick now that you will get to live with her, Kate. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not part of the deal. <laughs> well, actually, if we ever do end up building a home down there or buying something down there, one of the ideas we've always had is we should have a smaller property where we could put it as an agency perk and say three months of the year, come work remotely, pay for your flight, but your accommodations taken care of. And good. So perk. I love that's that. if we had, that's if we had employees, but I feel for like sure. that's, <laughs> we're a little bit from there, but we've worked with um, freelance uh, writers before we've worked with other uh, agencies for video. We had a, a project where we were doing video scripts for, uh, for promotional uh, product launch and we actually sourced a video vendor we've sourced designers so i think our goal is to build it build our freelance project out as an agency where we do have writers on the roster where we do have create uh, creative design teams on the roster or video vendors or audio vendors because i think that it's sort of all becoming um, more holistic when clients come to you. They want the writing, but they also want solutions for these other things. And what I found really valuable about the course was it's very easy to fall into content because people need so much of that all the time. But copywriting is really where the money is. And so you'll always make more money over the course of your career if you do more copywriting. And so we were very clear from the get-go that we didn't want to become sort of general marketers that were doing anything and everything the client was asking for. We wanted to be writers. And I think when you specialize, people will pay you more for what you do. Mm -hmm. I know you're an expert at craft. Yeah. So thank you. I, I, I still don't feel like, I don't know if I I am. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like I run an agency in Costa Rica, but, um, it's, yeah, it's always one of those things, right. Imposter syndrome that you, that you get is, um, Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know with, with you guys, because you, you ladies are both sort of mentors to, to copywriters do you get a lot of feedback on where people have landed from from your course and from you know what you're putting out there yeah yeah yeah. you know people post in the group and the tricky thing is is that when people are generally active in the group as they start Mm -hmm. to get their first wins and then maybe they'll pop back in they have another big win but what usually happens is people get so busy that they don't have yes. time to check into the group, uh, which makes sense. Right. 
Um, right. So that, you know, we will try to email, you know, and, and keep, uh, keep, not keep tabs, but, but keep up with people. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the busier they get, the less time they have to, to check back in with us. Um, you know, and our, our next level program is, is a little bit of a way for us to provide additional, mm-hmm. um, additional support and additional training for people who have mm-hmm. taken their businesses to that or are ready to take their businesses to that next level. So we now have that, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a wonderful thing because they've, they've flown, you know, but then it's, right. it's hard to be, but we flown the dust. Going? Exactly. Don't forget <laughs> to call your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Like when we saw your post, it was like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's, I, you know, and the reason I asked this question is because I found the Facebook group really, really helpful. It's, it's amazing to see what people are doing, how they're doing it, because you learn from your community, right? And I think peer-to-peer learning is something that's just becoming more and more um, uh, available. And, and it's, yeah, it, it's, it's awesome to read that. And, and I was just curious to know if you guys pop in there every once in a while to say, oh, yeah. you know, let's every see. day, yeah. well, every day <laughs> <That's> but, <laughs> to see how people are doing. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, it was nice to be part. Of, well, I'm still part of the group. I still, no, I just want to go in and chit chat, <laughs> but it's, you learn a lot from, from that community. And I think that's one of the best parts of the whole program is having access to that, to that group. Yeah, it is. It's, um, I mean, the whole thing's great, but that was, that was something that was wonderful. Yeah, no, we're, we're very fortunate in that the, the Facebook group, the, the community is just a really fantastic group of people, just yeah. supportive and smart and, and invested in growing their skills and helping other people grow their skills. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. It is a fantastic community. Yeah. And it is a good problem to have if people are not writing in it that, that often because they're busy and they're working. Because right, yeah. <laughs> then you know, <laughs> you know that you've, you know, mission accomplished. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for anyone listening who hasn't checked in, please let us know. Let us know what you're doing. We de- there's some days where I'll send Nikki a message. I'm like, have you heard from so? Like, have we seen anything from so and so in a while? Like, where are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and there's always there's always um. I one of the things I love is when people share their portfolios because that's the that's where you see the kind of work people are getting and and what they're doing. And again, you get to get to learn. And there's some really talented writers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Some of my favorites are the ones who not, but you know, every once in a while, someone will post saying, Oh, I'm just having a really rough time today. You know, I've been sending pitches and just Mm -hmm. nothing's coming through. And and then of course we have, you know, people commenting and saying, stick with it. You can do it. You know, I was there too. And then, and then that same person, like two weeks later, three weeks later, we'll be like, guys, I just read that three of my pitches. I just landed my client. It's there. There are definitely um, like, that's a a phase in the copywriter's journey that everyone goes through of like, Oh, and then yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, And it's, it's weird. I don't know if this is a common experience. Maybe it is. And this is why it's helpful to talk to other writers, but do you find that 
things sort of come suddenly in waves. So you can have like these quiet blank periods where you're sending pitches, you're, you know, do, sending out your portfolio and no one's really biting. And then suddenly you have three, four people coming at the same time. And then you're sort of like, okay, how do I do all of this at once? Now I have, I know I have the opposite problem. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's. I, it's say, I feel like when it gets quieter, that's. I tend to repitch my existing clients in that time because usually the work starts faster and can yeah. feel, so it doesn't yeah. always stay quiet, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely think the universe sometimes seems to be like all moving at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think sometimes too for newer copywriters, they'll be, well, I'm sending out my pitches, I'm sending out my pitches, and then they'll take the time to post in the group or to get some mm. feedback on a coaching call or even just look at it themselves and go, hmm, based on what I've learned, mm. and I was just talking about this the other day that the probably one of the hardest things for new copywriters is to actually take out the sales from those pitch emails, right? Because it's it's yeah. so you yeah. learn so much about, about copywriting that you have to really kind of approach it with a very different, a very different mindset yeah. when you're sending those pitches. Otherwise you, you can turn people off by having anything yes. at all salesy in there. Yeah. Right. And I think that, you know, that's such a good point that you make, um, Nikki is, is that that's, you learn so much in the course and things that you thought, you know, cause it, a lot of it is trial and error when you're first starting out and a lot of experimentation, right? And so as you become a better copywriter, you become better at pitching too. And they sort of feed each other because your, you know, your first pitches might've been super salesy. And now you're like, okay, well, good copy kind of sells itself. It, mm -hmm. You know, you don't need to try. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's, that's a really good point. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. I'll go back and look at my pitches now. <laughs> Just my like, pitch emails that I've got saved. I need to <laughs> rework those. Yeah, no, but it's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's not fun and it's not sexy, but it comes down really to, to practicing to consistency yeah. and persistence. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you right. know that you've created a very successful agency and you get to live in Costa Rica. Thank it's you. The, and I'm sure you would agree that there's no, there's no magic to it. There might be some, some lucky happenstances mm -hmm. <laughs> meeting yeah. that fabulous couple. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, but when it comes down to success, it's really a matter of just taking the steps and yeah. taking them consistently and persistently. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think, um, and a lot of times, you know, it, it takes time to see the fruits of what you're trying to do. So it does take a lot of patience and a lot of persistence and someone Someone said to me when I was first starting out, don't do anything you're not willing to struggle for or fail mm. through because you're not going to stick with it long enough for it to work out. And, and of course, I mean, rejection, no, you know, crickets when you send out pitches is part of the journey. It's part of the experience. So, you, you know, got to love the craft. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and, and be willing to push yourself outside of those comfort zones to feel that self-doubt come up and still say, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to do right. it, even though I'm feeling self-doubt or I'm feeling imposter syndrome, because you mm -hmm. don't, you don't get the wins, the small ones or the big ones without 
being willing to take that, yeah. that scary step. You don't get to live in Costa Rica without going, Oh, it might be scary to live in Costa Rica, but let's do it anyway. Yeah, no, for sure. I, um, so the beach I live on the, uh, the beach across from me is, uh, the, the four seasons, Costa Rica, mm. and I get to see, well, I, I can see them from far away and they're sort of my dream client. I'm just putting it out into the universe right now. I'm like, when will I be able Pitch to them. land? Them? I think you could. Yeah. Also, you seem yeah. to be very good at, at getting the universe to provide yeah. you with things. No. So yeah. <laughs> so Keep lucky happenstances. Keep us posted on that. Um, yeah. That's, when, that's when my dream land them, Let us know. Cause Thank I think you, you will. So I hope I will, but, but uh, you know, yeah. That's fantastic. That's I'm so excited that we got the chance to to sit down and chat with you. Um, also Thank now, you. yeah, I think Kate and I are show up at your door and be like, surprise. <laughs> You're welcome anytime for for any any time. We'll, we should do a writer's retreat in Costa Rica. Oh, I love it, Copywriting yeah. yoga, writing. Just exactly. saying this Can is not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> Putting it out there into like the universe. That. Yeah. And it's not out of the realm now that we're starting to think more about live events and just we are. putting that out there, friends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, if someone has been listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, um, I need to learn more about Porva, more about her agency, or if someone is listening and going, oh, I work for the Four Seasons and I want to <laughs> hire her. <laughs> Where can people find you? So they can find me at stratusmedia.ca which is our agency website, or they can find me at Porva at stratusmedia.ca. And yeah, or they can find me on LinkedIn where my over padded resume lies. And I haven't updated that in a while, but. Step by step. There's always a lot of stuff to do when you're running a business. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, Purva, this has been fantastic. Thank you so, so much for, for sitting down and chatting with us today. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for building this beautiful community, this course, this, I guess it really is almost like an academy, a, like a learner's academy for, for copywriters. I mean, I, there's, there's so many courses out there and I, yours works, <laughs> yours works. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Well, for all of you watching or listening, um, I I could feel you opening a tab to search Costa Rica. So <laughs> that's part of your plans. This is just a reminder to keep taking action consistently and persistently. And we'll catch you all in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.